Hey everyone! <laughs> <sighs> I hate you. That was okay because it wasn't. <laughs> I'm I'm Robert Ring. This is the Classic Gaming Podcast. That was Alone in the Chaos with our intro music. That was Jay and Blake with the intro little sound effects. Yeah, that. And time to talk about classic video games. How are you guys doing this evening? This this fine evening. This intimate. I feel weird. It's it's been a while. It has. It has. Yeah, yes. It's been like a month. Yeah, it actually has been like almost exactly one month, I think, for you, Blake. Yeah. How I you been doing? So uh, you know, been all right, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jay, doing good? Doing pretty good, yeah. It's been good. All the holidays are over, so everybody's back, and it's nice to talk to people again. Yeah, it is. Um, Blake, why don't you tell us about Awesome Games Done Quick, which you were at. That was why you weren't on the last episode. I was at that? Oh, man, I didn't know that. I didn't see yeah, you. you. I looked good. for you, by the way. I was, uh, I, my run was at like, uh, 6 o'clock your time, I think. 6 p.m.? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, 6 a.m. Oh, I was up then. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Ass. Well, I didn't know. I was, I actually kept checking the stream. Like, every day I'd be like, oh, I wonder if Flake's on. Oh, I wonder if Flake's on. And then, nope. Yeah, I was gonna try to watch it too, but I didn't get to see it either. What happened? Uh, it was, uh, it was fun. My runs went fairly awful. Oh, did they? Which hurt, yeah. My Isaac run, I got like the worst RNG. Yep. Which didn't, which my opponent was also getting really good RNG, so, uh, kinda got destroyed on that. And, oh, so y'all uh, did the race? Yeah, it was a race, me against one other person. Okay. And she got really, really, really good RNG, and I got shit on. <laughs> yeah. My Necrodancer run went pretty okay. Uh, I died at the last boss fight. I was maybe 20 seconds away from being done. And then, like, I don't know what happened. Either my hand screwed up or the controller screwed up or something else. That, but the, an input that was supposed to happen didn't happen. And so I died on the boss, and I had to go and restart the friggin' run. And that sucked. Oh, man. That sucked a lot. Yeah. That sucks super um, hard. Overall, it was a fun time. I got to watch a lot of crazy stuff. I think my favorite moment of the whole thing was uh, there was a segment called the Taskbot. Uh, and that's tool-assisted speedrun. T-A-S. Oh, okay. And, I was, yeah, I was, I heard something about that. Yeah. There was one other moment too, but I, I ended up having to watch the bot of that. I was asleep when this one, this other okay. one happened, but the task bot was really cool because we were all hanging out. We were in the stream room watching it happen. And, uh, <coughs> the task bot, what it does is that, uh, it inputs a specific series of frame perfect inputs throughout the entire run a TAS is a tool assisted speed run and it's basically the perfect way that a game could be speed run no wasted frames no lost time or anything like that and so the task bot is a robot that performs all of these actions live and there was a couple really cool things that they did the first Wait, one so, is uh, that they, what, what game was it um, well, the first game that they did, or, well, I don't remember the first game, but the first, uh, one I wanted to talk about was Super Mario World. Okay. Which was, uh, was cool. What they did is that they used a glitch in the game to, to, <laughs> it's very awkward and difficult, difficult to explain. They get into like the first stage and then they have to jump on a turtle a few times and then they, Cause the game to crash, pretty much. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And then they rewrite the entire game. Yeah. And, oh my god. 
they did what they did is they rewrote the game, but they programmed a new game inside of the Super Mario World cart using all of the assets on the cart. And they remade Super Mario Brothers 1 running from inside Super Mario World. <laughs> it was crazy. a complete mind screw moment. And that that was just like the build up to the mm-hmm. real stuff. The next thing that happened is that they booted up uh Pokemon Red or Blue. I think it was Red. And they did uh, this weird inventory glitch where they like rewrite the game's entire RAM. So we're <laughs> sitting there in the audience and the game is just going insane. Like there there's numbers being shifted around and then eventually uh it just starts it just turns into scrolling text across the screen. And a few of us in the audience are looking at the screen and we're like, that looks like Twitch emotes. Some of those things up there, that looks like Franker Fit. That looks like Franker Z. That looks like Wind Waker. That looks like PogChamp. After about five minutes of scrolling text and crazy stuff happening, the, uh, <laughs> it stops. And then it starts printing out the Twitch chat live. through the Game Boy, through Pokemon Blue or Red, whichever one it was. And one of my friends had his phone out and we were like, there's no way that's live. That There's got to at least be a delay on that. And he pulled out his phone and he pointed it towards us. There was like zero delay in how quickly the the game was translating the text. That's amazing. It was one of these craziest things I've ever seen in my life. And the entire room gave them a standing ovation. No surprise. That's pretty sick. It was really, really cool. Were there any uh, other? The other big one that I would recommend checking out from that would be the, I, I, I guess it was a race. It was a race of uh, Tetris. And it, it was, was, you have to see it to understand it. Like, the way that they were playing it, I don't know which version or which mode or anything, but it is, it's like the very, very, very final levels of Tetris where the blocks are falling almost instantly. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, And these guys are playing nearly perfectly. Damn. And it, that was the other thing that got a standing ovation there. For a good reason. I recommend checking that out on YouTube. That run should be up there somewhere, as well as the Taskbot and all the other runs. Yeah, um, I really wanted to see the Taskbot stuff. I didn't get a chance to, but uh, I heard about it's the really good. Mario one. Definitely watch the VOD, yeah. That stuff really sounds cool. That's, that's, that's amazing that they can do that kind of stuff. Like, I only it was halfway very understand how it works. Yeah, it's it's a lot of, like, reprogramming RAM, things like that. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yours was a race. It wasn't strictly a speed run. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Jay, Jay, and I were wondering, do you have any records on uh Binding of Isaac? We were talking about this last episode. Um, sort of, but not exactly. Most people don't worry about uh about world records for Isaac as much. Right. It's somewhat more popular with the seven character when when you're running the multiple characters, but on a single run. It's not that big. Uh, I don't have any. I kind of have one for having the fastest heart time in Boiler Season 2. What's heart time? Um, it's the time that it takes you to get to and complete uh, the heart. 
killing the heart. Oh, oh which oh. the game it goes a little bit past that, but in the boiler, um, that's where we stopped for the first season. Okay, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with yeah. I guess Let's, we're gonna go with yeah. 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 Uh, well, awesome. So, uh, oh, yeah, and really quick, I, I guess we should mention how, what was the, what was the total that they raised, uh, for the Cancer Foundation? Or that's what it was, right? The, the can- prevent Cancer Foundation. Prevent Cancer Foundation. Not the like Cancer one- Foundation. <laughs> they want to prevent it. <laughs> it was like, uh-huh. it was like 1.5 million, right? Yeah, they got over 1.5 million. That blows There was my a mind. problem with the tracker at one point, so it looked like they were barely at like 1.1 million. Yeah, because I, cause I, I, yeah. I was watching it, and it was like six hours before it was going to be over, and it said like 800,000 or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. And so when I saw 1.5 million, I was, million, I was like, holy shit, they, they got a huge boost <laughs> or something. A lot of extra money in that short of time. <laughs> but, uh, Jesus. that's, either way, I mean, that, that's, that like blows my mind that they were able to get that much. Like, even when I it's saw, insane. like a few days in when it was at like 600,000, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, they hit, uh, they hit, broke five or 600,000, like halfway through. And that's with the tracker being messed up too, so. <laughs> There's no telling how much it was was actually raised by the halfway mark. That's crazy. Well, Blake, you did your you did your charitable deed for, the, for the new year. You done good. You done good. <laughs> uh, Jay, you been up to anything cool? Um, not really. Just okay. been doing my thing. How about you? Mm, I don't think I really have been either. So, since <clears throat> Blake is the only one of us who's done something cool. Why don't we uh, talk about news? <laughs> Is that okay with you guys? Yes. Yeah, uh, I guess. First off, I have one that's not really technically news, but it's sort of like news, and I, I really want to hear... I, I, I basically want Jay to hear this. Oh, God. Um, so this guy ha- uh, was, was running Steam on his computer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and he was on a Linux machine. And mm-hmm. he, uh, moved, uh, Steam to a different folder because he was kind of like restructuring his file system and he kind of wanted it to work a different way. Mm-hmm. And he moved Steam to a different folder. And when he launched Steam or when he tried to launch Steam from this new location on his system, Steam deleted every File on the entire system. Nice, sounds good. What the hell? (laughs) Yep. uh, I think we call that getting steamrolled. That's good. Well played. Um, So he says, "I'm not sure what happened. I moved the folder. uh, He moved the folder uh, local slash share slash steam to a drive mounted under media slash user slash something and symlinked." Home user local Steam to the new location. I launched Steam. It did not launch. It offered to let me browse, and still cannot, and I still could not find it when I pointed to the new location. Um, Steam crashed, and I restarted it. It restarted. It reinstalled itself, and everything looked great until I looked around and saw that Steam had apparently deleted everything owned by my user recursively from the root directory, <laughs> including my three terabyte external drive. I back up everything to. <laughs> Holy shit. So they, so they kind of dug it, they, 
a couple people dug around in, into the code, and some guy basically found out where uh, Steam, if if you do this one certain thing, or it, it, like if this one folder is missing in the place that it's looking for it, then it runs a command that deletes everything basically in the folder that it's in. But if it's not in the folder that it's supposed to be in, then it just deletes everything from the root directory of the computer. Okay. As long as that's the, as long as there's the reasoning involved. Because <laughs> well, that makes perfect. It, 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 that basically just says because fuck you. That's pretty much what I just heard. Well, what happens is the folder title gets accident. It's, it's inadvertently replaced with just a slash, which in Linux takes you back to the root of the system, and then yeah. it deletes everything from there. So it's like a uh, it's it's not supposed to do that. It's shitty programming, but uh, but it did it. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um. So do you still love? Do you still like Steam? Oh yeah, man! It's the best, best system ever. Man. Every time uh, I log in, it says, "We noticed you're logging in from a new computer." I love when it does that every time I log in. We noticed you're logging in from a new computer. I'm like, what? Uh, Would you like to save this PC for the future? Yeah, just like the other forty times. <laughs> right. well, here's um, an ad to keep you company. Go <laughs> uh, keep going. Uh, I I don't know. I'm running out of stuff. Uh, okay. <laughs> Well, how about some real news, then? Okay. Grim Fandango. Sounds like a bad game. It's supposed to be a good game, although I haven't actually played it. Uh, it's now available for pre-order on GOG, and it comes out on the 27th. It's supposed, uh, I think it's also coming out on Steam, but you can only pre-order it on GOG. Uh, and it's, it's, the, uh, it's the remastered edition that they've been talking about for a few months. Uh, it's gonna be on Windows, Mac, Linux, coming out on the 20, what did I just say, 27th, I think. So, uh, keep an eye out for that. That is a LucasArts point and click adventure game. I've, I've heard plenty of people say that it's the best one that they did, which is really exciting. Uh, I've never played it, and I'm really, really looking for finally getting a chance to play it. And the, and the remastering that they did looks and sounds really good, too. I wanted to ask you guys about that, like, what do, what do you guys think about the whole, like, movement against, uh, pre-ordering games? Have you guys heard about this? I've heard uh, a little bit about it. I was uh, surprised that this is finally happening, honestly. Yeah, after what, several what, years. Just, just how people aren't wanting to... Uh... Pretty much people are like creating like a group that basically says we're no longer going to pre-order games because of how many times we've been burned in the past and how like horrible it is yeah. right now. Uh-huh. So like it's like a really big thing, uh, like on the obviously the internet community, which is not as big as you might think it is. I don't know, but I just don't think it's interesting. I, I think they have a valid point. I was just curious what you guys thought. I agree. I mean, I... I... <laughs> I don't think, especially nowadays, pre-ordering is a good idea. I don't really think it was ever a good idea, except for when you had to, when you had to pre-order to be able to get something in the store. That know, is what people are actually out. more frustrated about, is because like when you have to pre-order something and you get it for Xbox, you get a different thing than if you did it for PlayStation or computer or whatever. Well, no, like, I'm, you get I'm, a different, I'm saying you're talking about in general. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm saying like a long time ago when games were, you could only get them in the store. There was a legitimate reason to pre-order then, because if it was a really popular game and you didn't pre-order, oh, it would have yeah. been sold out by the time you got to the store. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so to keep up that business practice, people have made it so that, oh, you need to pre-order to get all of the cool stuff. Yeah, and that that's ridiculous. And yeah. I, I, I think the worst part about that is that they, that if, depending on where you pre-order from, you get different things. And I think that's fucking 
that is the worst. That is the that is the worst thing about. It. I think the second worst thing is when you when you can pre-order something so early in the game's uh, development that they can basically say, "Well, fuck it. We already have enough money for making the game, so like, why should we bother making a good game at this point? Like, we already got your money." <laughs> yeah, I don't think it, there's it makes any sense to pre-order because uh, you're just buying something that you that hasn't come out. You haven't, you know, there's there's no sense in buying something before anybody has had a chance to look at it and figure out if it's good. Yeah. Or not. It's, uh, I don't understand why anybody would do that anymore, really. Uh, I think it's a bad idea, and I think it has gotten us to a, a bad place in video games where, like you said, their games are being released in really bad states just because, uh, they, because they can now, because people are pre-ordering it anyway. So it doesn't matter if yeah. it turns out to be good or not. Everybody's already bought it regardless. I just hope that people actually stick to it because, like, you know, pre-ordering, like, I, I'm you know, I'm not a big person on ordering games. Like, I usually don't play games when they first come out. I usually wait, like, two or three years after they're big. I don't know. It's just my thing. But um, but I know a lot of my friends have gotten burned a lot by it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. like, I really hope that people actually stick to it, you know? Yeah. there we've, we've seen too many cases where games are released in very poor states. Um, like I said, especially in the last year, really. Uh, I was going to say. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Unity. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What, Unity, what about Halo, um, Halo Master Collection or whatever it is? What about backers? Well, that's that's a lot different. Okay, I just want to. That's that's what I was asking. I'm curious, like what? I I'm I will still back games. Uh, obviously, people are a lot more careful now than they were two years ago sure. for that kind of stuff. But but that's different because that's saying, uh, you know, I'm going to contribute to the ability for to the, of this game to be made in the first place. Um, and you, you, you need to do your research and use common sense and be careful with the stuff that you back because plenty of people have been burned by that as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, on Kickstarters and stuff like that and, and like early access games. Um, but that's not quite the same situation. If, if, whereas pre-ordering is the game was coming out. Do you want to go ahead and give us our, your money for it? Backing is, uh, you know, if if you go ahead and support us, then we can make enough money to make this game. So you can kind of, you know, be a part of being able for this game to be made. And uh, you know, and all, by the way, we'll give you this or that cool little extra thing. Yeah. If you want, Blake, uh, you what, what do you think? You, do you pretty much agree, or? Yeah, I pretty much agree. Really, it's just like like I said, I'm over the whole pre-order culture and have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's just. With the way that AAA companies have been treating releases in general, like just releasing games and then saying that it's okay because they that it's broken and then patching it later, I'm just tired that of is that. really funny to me. <clears throat> that is becoming such a pop. Like uh, Elder, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Elder Scroll Online went free to play today. Yeah, yeah. Oh so wow. <laughs> so so they they released the Doodoo game and <laughs> fixed it by making it free a year later, or however long it's been <laughs> six months. Like. I just don't understand it. Like, like who, who's the guy on top who's like, this is a good idea. Like, that guy should be fired. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And yeah, I mean, it's, it's just all gone to hell. So backing stuff, I think is fine, but you really got to be careful about what you back and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, make sure it's people who have something under their belts who have actually released something and who (laughs) have been pretty, uh, upstanding. As far as that goes, because there's been plenty of shady stuff on there too. But yeah, I mean, 
Cool. Uh, now that being said, I pre-ordered Grim Fandango, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, I, I think good segue. I'm pretty sure this is literally the only game I've ever pre-ordered, uh, ever. And I just went ahead and bought it just really? because, yeah. And I, I, this was kind of like, you know, it's 15 bucks. I want to go ahead and just put my money down so I have it right away, even though I could have just waited till the date comes out. I really don't know why I pre-ordered it. I just got super excited and was like, yeah, I'm getting it. Um, you're the, but, you're part of the problem, Robert. But that, <laughs> that being said, I don't, I don't think pre-ordering is ever a good idea. We're going to um, excommunicate you from the land. <laughs> Uh, so, um, let's see what else. Uh, oh, okay. The Internet Archive, they, uh, they sometimes are able to archive games on their site in various ways. Remember a few months ago they did, uh, they had, they released a lot of arcade games that you can stream on their site and play them, like, in the browser. Remember that? Remember that? Yes, I do. I was trying to think of what it was, yeah. Uh, well, they just did the same thing with... I think the count is 2,000 MS-DOS games. Interesting. Um, so on Internet Archive, uh, archive.org, you can uh, play all these MS-DOS games that they've archived. You can play them in the browser. Uh, they say it's in beta, so you know, kind of don't freak out if everything doesn't work the way it should. But I've tried it out, and everything really seems to work pretty smoothly for the most part. Um, and there are some really good games on here, too. Um, there is, I'll just throw, uh, it's got Oregon Trail, Prince of Persia, Wolfenstein, it's got Super Street Fighter 2, uh, a couple Lemmings games, Donkey Kong, motherfucking Metal Gear. Ew. Like, a few Leisure Suit Larry games. Ooh, those are really good games. <laughs> Sex Vixens from Space. There's another game called Soft Porn 2. Oh, I own that I one. I like the first one. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a soft, well, it's really just regular porn text adventure game. Nice. Those are the best kind. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, hold on. There's another one. If I can find it. There, there's like a, a surprising number of like well-known games. There's a Sim <laughs> Ant. Do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. I Holy never God. played it, but I saw ads for it in Nintendo Power. Yeah, I owned Sim Ant, and I could never figure it out, but I I thought it was awesome. Um, oh, it's got Zack McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders. That was a Lucasfilm game. Uh, Maniac Mansion. And hold on, there's one more that I want to find. Captain Bible in Dome of Darkness. Dome. <laughs> Another porn reference. <laughs> 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 nice catch. So, so I'll, I'll put a link to this in the show notes, but definitely check this out because there are a ton of games here and a lot of really, actually, genuinely very good games. I um, mean, they seem to run pretty well. Um, Double Dragon Trilogy came out. Did you guys see this yep. on on GOG and Steam? Matter of it, fact, I did see it. Yeah. Yeah. Is this uh, Blake? Is this the first Nintendo game to be on GOG? Um, it's not really a Nintendo game. I think it's the arcade ones, or it's like remakes and changes to the original, because funny enough, I played Double Dragon for my game this week. Nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. 
Um, no, it's not the. So, but is it like a? It was the arcade ported from the Nintendo one because it really looks. They're very. I well, think okay, the Nintendo version is like a toned down, changed version of the arcade game. So the arcade was the original. I feel like yes. Okay, and now that I'm looking at it a little bit closer, the graphics do look better than. Than well, yeah, it could have just had new graphics, but it's it's different graphics, slightly different gameplay. Well, uh, okay, that's cool. So anyway, that's on GOG and Steam. The Double Dragon yeah. Trilogy. A, uh, side-scrolling beat-em-up. Uh, Theme Hospital with Blay. Blay. Great oh, game. Oh my gosh, I cannot, I used to say, <laughs> I used to say Jake, and now I just said Blay. It's Pretty Blay. Sick. Force the Blade. Jay, you love Theme Hospital. Great game. It's free on Origin right now. You can download it on your phone, and it's very poorly developed. It's pretty legit. <laughs> Pretty sure Activision was part of it. Um, it, I think it'll be free until the end of the month or something like that on Origin. So if you if you're if you if you don't mind using Origin, you get Theme Hospital. Yeah, yeah that's that's the uh, that's the kicker right there. Steam 2.0. <clears throat> and Gog, so remember they came out with those uh, <laughs> LucasArts games a yeah. while back. They have Wave Two of the Lucas Lucasfilm on Gog. Wave Two has started. And they released a handful, I think six more, uh, LucasArts games. <clears throat> Those are X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter, uh, Star Wars X-Wing Alliance, which I believe is the last of the, uh, of all the X-Wing and TIE Fighter games. Um, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds Saga, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Star Wars Dark Forces, which is the original uh, first-person shooter, uh, the the original Star Wars first-person shooter, and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2. Snap. That's quite a list. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was all Star Wars this time. Last time they had some other stuff, but uh, so I'm really looking forward to see what else they continue to come out with. I think there's going to be two more uh, rounds of game releases that they're, that they're going to have. Uh... But the X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter and X-Wing Alliance and Galactic Battle- Battlegrounds, those are all uh, the first time these games are available digitally. So that's pretty exciting. I kind of, I really kind of want to dig into uh, Galactic Battlegrounds. I'm, I, want, I want to try that one out. It's like an RTS. It's, uh, it's pretty cool looking. And I think that's all the news. You guys have anything? Um, I mean, the only news I could think of was the. Uh the Double Dragon thing. Double Dragon? <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't you give us a taste of Double Dragon? Oh, well, I'll give you a taste of my Double Dragon. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can do the podcast direct. <laughs> you can. Sorry, I've been reading softcore porn, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> um, okay, Blake, why don't you start off? Yeah, some? What? Why don't you start well, off? Well, all right. <laughs> Give us the double dragon. Feed it to us. <laughs> oh my freezing, freezing, freezing. Uh, all right. So the double dragon rebirth. What was it called? Double dragon, dragon. trilogy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Came out on, uh, Steam. I saw it in my Twitter feed the other day and I was like, yes, I am buying that right now. It's like five bucks. It's not even expensive or anything. I think the version on Steam and Gog is from. Is based on like the arcade versions of the game. It's got a three button system when you get into it. So I booted it up. I wanted to play the first game and it was like, assign a button to jump, assign a button to 
a kick and a punch. And I was like, wait, what? Three buttons? This is weird. All right, whatever. And I got into the game, and even the first couple stages felt a little different from what I remembered. You get up to this point in both versions where you get, uh, where you, there's a conveyor belt. And in the Nintendo version, I very specifically remember that that's where you fight a Bobo. And in the version oh, on yeah. Steam, that's not what happened. Oh, really? So you get to the conveyor belt, you punch a couple random guys, and then it's, that's it. You move on. And I was like, no, this isn't right. This isn't the right version. This isn't what I know. So I booted up the Nintendo version. And I got to that point and I was like, there he is. I'm going to make him fall that down that conveyor belt just like I always used to because that's the only way to kill this big, dumb jackass. So I did that and I kept going through the game. And it's <laughs> it was weird going from having three three buttons to control the game going to two uh-huh. because the jump command is – it's so awkward to play the game on the Nintendo version. Because you've got the jump, you've got the punch, and you've got the kick. And to get all three of them, one of them is a button combination. And I want to say it was, uh, I think it's jump is A and B at the same time. I think you're right. That sounds right. And there's like jump kicks and jump punches and stuff. In the arcade version, the one that's on Steam, you're able to like press jump and kick at the same time and get a Uh different attack. Hmm. Or you can press jump and punch and you like throw an elbow behind you. But you don't get that in the uh the Nintendo version. So you lose some of your attack options, which is kind of annoying. But it's not the biggest problem. So I'm going through the game, and it's pretty classic beat-em-up stuff, really, you know? You've got the guys that run on the screen and come at you, and then uh, you've got to find different techniques on how to deal with enemies that won't stop throwing fucking daggers at you. Oh, because shit. They'll, they oh, don't let man, you... I hated that shit. <laughs> <laughs> because they don't let you walk up to them. They will just keep throwing that dagger at you. You have to, like, juke around them or jump yeah. at just the right time so yep. that you jump over their dagger throw and then you're in range to beat them up. It's really frustrating. Uh, God, what else? So I think as far as I made it on both of my playthroughs of the game, the first time I got here was funny because I thought I was fine. And I get to this point. Uh, So I mentioned a Bobo already. He's the giant, muscly, bald-headed douchebag. Yeah, yeah, and I remember him. Two of him come out of the mountainside at one point, and that's the end of this stage, I think. And you have to beat both of them up at the same time. <laughs> that's not fun or easy. A Bobo is a douchebag. There's a reason I let him fall off the conveyor belt earlier in the game. Yeah. So they're coming at me, and they beat the crap out of me, and I uh, I lose my life. And I'm like, okay, that's no big deal because I think I guess I've got extra lives down there. The way that the score system works, it looks very, very odd. It shows you like you're tallying up points and then these hearts appear in the bottom left corner. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I guess those are like my extra lives or something. That's not the case at all. I don't know what those hearts are for (laughs) (laughs) because I had like four hearts sitting down there. And I checked, uh, I, I died there and it's just like game over. I'm like, uh, what? But I thought I had more, what, what, what? I thought I had lives. I thought I was okay. So I think that those lives, those hearts, <laughs> they're like building up to show you that you're getting closer to earning a continue or a life. <laughs> because they sure as hell don't count as extra lives or continues the way that I was looking at them. Oh man. 
So I got to that same point twice and I game over there two times and I was like, man, I hate old school beat em ups. Yeah. The, uh, the old school beat em ups are never as fun as you remember them being. Yeah, exactly. It, I will say this though. The game's music is still as good as ever. Oh, oh really? my God. Oh, it's so good. Like the transition between, uh, there's a screen where it says mission one, mission two. The track that plays there is so good. It's, uh, I think it goes, I'm just like, fuck yes. I will listen to this all day. Don't even put me into the game. Just play this mission select music. Hell yeah. So, uh, Double Dragon, pretty cool, but not awesome. Pretty cool. I'm probably going to try to play through the Steam trilogy sometime. Okay. Just because, I mean, I spent the five bucks on it. Um, it'd be nice to kind of compare what I remember to, uh, to what happens in whatever version this is. I want to do some research on that and find out if the trilogy on Steam is the arcade versions. I was just, uh, reading it on GOG and it is the arcade version that they have, so I assume it's the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was like a graphically updated version of the Nintendo ones. Oops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this one is saying on, on GOG when they're announcing the release of it, they're talking about how it was, uh, they're talking about the arcade aspects of it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the Double Dragon update. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> well, hey, anytime. Thanks for the, that you sounded so, like, sarcastic. Thanks, man. <laughs> hey, hey. Who, Jay, you want to go next or you want me to? What do you think? Uh, you want me to. I don't know. Go ahead. I'll go. Okay, go ahead. I played Police Quest 3. I've uh, never heard of that game in my entire existence. It is, I think... In relation it, to King's Quest, or...? Yes. And Space Quest. Really? And Quest for Glory, yep. Uh, this is a Sierra point-and-click adventure game. Sierra, uh, they're, they're the company that made Space Quest and King's Quest. Uh, they also had a Police Quest series. Um, and it kind of follows the same, uh, technology-wise, the same path that the other, uh, games in their point-and-click series did, where, like, the first two or three of them were in, like, really, like, like, MS Paint-style graphics where you type in text commands for, uh, for the characters to do things, and so, like, they're not really playable anymore by today's standards. Um, and then they got to, at this one point, there's like a huge divide you can all, you can see in all the series where one game's like that and then the next one is like pretty pretty reasonable looking and it's actually like mouse controlled and uh, you have the you have the uh typical point and click like walk talk push all that kind of stuff in your inventory and all that kind of stuff. Uh so Police Quest 3 is the first game in the Police Quest series to 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 be kind of like a somewhat modern game. Um and I had this game when I was little, and I never got too far with it, um, mostly because there's this one mechanic in the game that pops up pretty frequently, where you have to drive somewhere. Anytime you go to, uh, anytime you need to go from one location to another, you're actually driving the car, and you have to have the map pulled out, and the map came with the game, so it's like a physical map that you have to have open and you have, and like it shows you where stuff is. And so you have to like see what street you're on 
and figure out how to get to this spot on the map based on like what what direction you're going and everything. Uh, and to control the car, it shows you like inside the car, and you can click on things. You can like click on your like siren to make the siren go, or uh, if you're stopped, you can click on like your computer to run like license plate checks and that kind of stuff. Um, but also while you're in the car, on the right side of the screen, there's a top-down view of your car on the road. And to drive the car, uh, well, to speed up, you click in front of the car on the top-down view. To slow down, you move the mouse down and click behind the car. And then you can change lanes by clicking left or right, or you can make turns by clicking left or right. But if you're going too fast and you miss a turn, uh, then that kind of screws you up. You have to kind of wait for the next turn. So with the kind of awkward <clears throat> controls and me being a, I don't know, uh, probably nine-year-old with no sense of direction or anything whatsoever. I never really got too far with the driving, which kind of put, which kind of ended the game for me pretty early on. Um, but so just to kind of step back, Police Quest Three, as I said, is a point-and-click adventure game. Uh, and you're like an officer who's just graduated, or not graduated, but just kind of like uh ranked up to. Uh, I don't think you're a detective quite yet, but you're lieutenant or something along those lines where you don't actually drive the patrol cars anymore. Like, you've got your own, like, unmarked car. Um, although there are a few cases where you have to get in the patrol car and use that. Uh, and it's basically kind of like, okay, you're a cop now. Now go do cop stuff. Uh, when you start the game, when you first start the game, there's, there's no plot. It's you. It's like, well... There, there's kind of a plot. There's a guy, there, there's a police officer who actually like kind of came up with the idea for the game. And it's got like a rendition of him telling you like what the game is about and giving, you the, and giving you the background of your character. Like you just got married and like you've lived here for three years and you're, you just became lieutenant, blah, 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 blah. And now you're going to see what it's like to live the life of a police officer or something along those lines. So it's like you, the game starts, and you're, uh, Sonny, his name is Sonny, uh, Sonny something, I can't remember. And you're in the police station. And so you just walk around, because there's no story yet. And so you walk into, like, your, where your office is, and you can, like, see there's a piece of paper on your desk, and you can, like, see what it says. Important piece of paper. Oh, yeah, super important. <clears throat> and you find a storage closet where you can get batteries from. You find your locker where you can get, like, a flashlight, and you find a few people you can talk to, and you're really just wandering around seeing what is all around. Uh, finally, once you do enough things, you get a call to go, like, help out with some situation at a park. So you get in the car and try to figure out how to drive, and then you get to the park, and it's like this lunatic going kind of crazy at the park and disturbing everybody, and you have to arrest him. Um... And so you do that, and then you take him in, and if you don't follow procedure perfectly, you get reprimanded for not, like, checking your gun into the gun locker before you take him in to, to be jailed. Or, like, make sure, like, if you didn't search him all the way, like, then you get yelled at for, for not searching him right. And it's all this stuff that's, like, you have to, like, you don't really have a good way to know, oh, I'm supposed to do this part of the procedure or that. It's, like, you just have to guess or like figure it out are you sure this wasn't a police training video or a police <laughs> test i mean like 
it almost it really <laughs> almost was uh actually um for anybody who hasn't listened to it a few episodes ago when i interviewed uh ron gilbert and gary winnick uh, about their upcoming game uh thimbleweed park they actually talked about police quest and used as that as an example of like not great game design um because yeah i can see why <laughs> because you are this police officer who's supposed to know these things but there's a huge disconnect because you don't know these things and it would be different if they didn't really like make you have to do each part of every procedure exactly correct but you do have to but you don't have any way of knowing what the procedures are really so you just kind of have to like keep trying until you get it right or or just deal with it's not always an instant loss if you get reprimanded but uh like some things you do will will make you lose like uh for instance there's this one traffic stop that i made and there's a guy and he gets out of his car and he starts like pulling something out of his pocket and it like warns you it says oh he's pulling something out of your pocket that you can't see and i wanted to uh i tried like yelling at him by using the talk command and that didn't do anything so i was like well shit i gotta pull my gun on this guy um to make him stop because who knows what he what he's doing and when i click the gun on him then i then my guy just pulls out the gun and shoots him and then you lose the game for sure <laughs> <laughs> it turns out he was like an off-duty detective or something like that that, that you shot uh so it's got a lot of really stupid things like that like where it's just like not designed very well um but going back to the the crazy guy at the park even once you do all that correctly you arrest him and all that and you take him in and by the way when you <laughs> when you arrest people you put them in the front seat of the car with you when you drive them back to the jail which is obviously kind of strange um but even after all that, like, the story still hasn't started. It's like, okay, what the hell is going on? Like, what's the story here? I get it that I'm a cop. This is, these are things cops do. What is actually happening right now? Uh, it's not till like, probably about an hour into the game that the story actually even starts. And then from there, <laughs> it, it barely does, it, like, it's like the story doesn't even really keep going. It's like they give you the beginning of the story, and then it's like, alright, go back and do more cop stuff. So eventually you get to a point where your wife is mugged in a parking lot and she's seriously injured and she's in the hospital. And uh so part of what you're trying to figure out is what like who 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 were the people who attacked her because there are like a string of similar crimes and you're trying to kind of like put it all together. But like you don't always like that's supposed to be the plot but the game doesn't really seem to care about that. It It'll take you to other, like, scenes of crimes and murders and stuff like that that basically tie together. But the, but throughout the game, what you're really doing is, like, just making sure you do all these little minute details correctly. So it doesn't do a good job of, like, even though there's a story there, it doesn't do a good job of telling the story. Because it doesn't really focus on the story as much as it focuses on, like, you getting a composite sketch to look exactly right. Uh, and, and little, little details like that and like traffic stops and all this like just stupid stuff there's too much stuff that you don't have any reason to care about in the game and that's really about all i have to say about it i, I got probably two-thirds of the way through i don't really plan on playing anymore um just because did you shoot too many undercover detectives <laughs> i i did shoot too many undercover detectives and uh there was one part where uh 
you get called over to uh, another police officer who's a it's a female police officer who has a very short temper. And you're called over to a situation she's in where she pull where she's pulled over some lady and there's like an issue. And uh, I don't remember like you basically have to calm down the police officer and tell her to chill out and then like give the give the lady who she pulled over like give her a ticket or whatever. Uh, I did something wrong on that and <laughs> the the game you over. You forgot me- the Miranda rights, didn't you? <laughs> I must have. But the game over message said. Your, fail- your failure to follow correct procedure has resulted in a $100 million lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's only a bit excessive. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, I, too many murdered undercover detectives, too many $100 million lawsuits. Uh, oh, oh, and one of the parts, so there's this one part of the game where you're, it's like, all right, you're on traffic duty and you literally just drive around in the car, uh, and wait to like, there are these three events that'll happen and you have to kind of like see how, it's like t- seeing how you handle each one of them. Uh, whenever you pull somebody over, uh, and, well, okay, so the first time you pull somebody over, it, it cuts to a little like scene and it shows you, uh, pulling them over and then you get out of the car and the time of day pops up on the screen. For like five seconds. And then so you go up and talk to the person and tell them like why you pulled them over and all this stuff. And they like usually yell at you or something. You take their license. You take their driver's license. You walk back to your car, get in your car, put their driver's license in your computer, scan it to see like if everything's check, if everything's cool. Then you push a button to like print out the ticket and you have to refer to the game manual to like know what ticket code to write on the ticket, like to make sure you're writing them up for the right thing. And then it asks you for the time. So if you didn't think to memorize what time it was like five minutes ago when the time popped up on the screen for five seconds, then that's part of the game that you're that you've screwed but up. But that's real life. You can only check the time for five <laughs> seconds, man. That's true. Have you looked at a smartphone? The screen turns off very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's not really a good game. I, I give this rant a 4 out of 10, and I gave Kingdom Hearts a 9.5 out of 10, just so you know. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, this isn't... A, I wouldn't say this is ranty. It's... Yeah. Uh, there, there's another part where, like, for instance, this one guy you, you pull over. Uh, later on in the game, you're, you're called to his court appearance, and you're supposed to testify for, like, why you pulled him over. If at... Any point between when you pulled him over and later on in the game where the court case is, if you didn't think to um, open the glove box of the police car and take out the and see that there was a piece of paper in there and take it out and then fi- and then learn that it was the uh, speedometer calibration chart, mm-hmm. then you fucked up the court case. Well, obviously, because you won't have the speedometer calibration chart with you. What the fuck? <laughs> It's it, the game is like I could I could go on, I I won't. But like there are so many things where it's like oh if you didn't just like happen to do this one random thing, then that's part of the game that you screwed up. That's funny. Uh, also, when 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 your wife goes to the hospital, you go and visit her, and then you go home, and it's like she so your wife is in a coma. Okay, she's unconscious, and you go home. And the next day you just get up and go to work. And then the second night you don't even, he doesn't even go visit her at night. 
And then, like, the third night, he goes back to check on her and, like, sees her for a second. And then, like, the fourth night, he doesn't even go visit her. So it, there's a huge disconnect in the story that it's not even telling very well, but trying to tell. It's like, okay, yeah, so this guy, his wife was in a coma, and he's going to visit her for five minutes and then go back and see her, like, three days later. And then just go back to work in the meantime? Like, what, what the heck? What the fuck? <laughs> so... There you have it. That's that's my thoughts. So what you're saying is this game is very realistic. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna be playing any more King, uh, Police Quest Three. King's Quest Three. Yeah, not, I'm not gonna play King's Quest Three either. I may go back. I'll probably play King's Quest. Uh, whatever the. I don't remember. I think the King's Quest that I played was five. I'll probably. I'm probably gonna try King's Quest Six. Um, and I'll probably p- try the next Space Quest after the one that I played also. But I'm definitely Police Quest Three. Did not have as many terrible things as King's Quest V did, but it is still just not a good game. So there you have it. You can pass on this one. Oh, man. That's the classic gaming podcast game guarantee. <laughs> I can. Oh, good. I was I was wondering if I had permission to. Yeah, yeah that was why I held that to the end. I was like trying to build up the yeah. tension. Blake and I were messaging together like, shit, do we have to play this game? <laughs> know, Are we going to be fired if we don't play it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay, do you want to go out? You want to tell us what you've been, what you've been sure. doing over there in uh, J-Town? So I played a game that isn't considered a classic game because uh, I didn't realize it at the time. But I took uh, oh, hold on a second, come my throat. Sorry. Uh, I took uh, advice of one of our recent email submissions and actually started playing Final Fantasy XII uh, for the second try. No way. Yeah, why? That's the next game I was thinking of playing, of talking about on the podcast. Really? You should I'm play. playing you should it play. next month. I, no, I'm guaranteed to be playing okay, it. Good. I just don't know if I'm going to be talking about it. Yeah, I, I mean, it'd be cool to see somebody else's opinion. I, I, like, So I've played about 12 hours uh, so far into it, and I got further... Oh, sorry? What, what is the game? Final Fantasy XII. Okay. D- did you get that? Yeah, I got it now. Do you want to say Final Fantasy XII? Final okay. Fantasy XII? Okay, I got it. If I say it one more time, it's going to appear before us. Okay. Anyways, so uh, this game was made in 2006. Uh, it was made for PlayStation PlayStation 2. Uh, when it came out, I pretty much bought it without even thinking about it because at the time I was I was I really enjoyed Final Fantasy 10. So and nine and eight. So like it was like you know I wanted to keep playing the series. But uh, so Final Fantasy 12, they tried to do something a little bit different with the battle style, and this was where I think they got the set the kind of the new outline for the story uh, of how they wanted to do the 